Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Heather Iverson of Michigan, and we're going to talk about her minimalistic lifestyle with her family, living off the land, trapping, hunting, and everything that goes along with that. Hope you enjoy. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Her Wild Outdoors podcast. Today, Heather Iverson is joining me, and uh, Heather, I am so grateful that you're you're spending some time with me today. Yeah, I'm so excited to get to chat and um, share our story. Yay! Well, thank you. We know I know that you're from Michigan, um, yes. but give me just a little bit of background on how you grew up and how the outdoors infiltrated your life. Yeah, so um, I I was raised, like you said, it in Michigan. Um, we're in the west side of the state, um, about a half hour from Lake Michigan. But uh, so my dad is a big hunter and fisherman, and he started taking me uh, fishing as an infant on his back uh, in a baby carrier. And because uh, my mom, she worked later than he did. So his choice was either to try to find a babysitter or take me with him. So yep. it was just much easier for him to put me on his back and go out to the creek behind our house. And then um, when I was four, he started taking me along hunting. And uh, we mostly waterfowl hunt, um, especially when I was a kid. Uh, it was a really one time we went with uh, his cousins and my brother and my uncle. And so it was kind of just a, a good family time. And then, of course, you know, hunting is fun, too. But um, And then as I got older, uh, and the shooting age here is 12, or the age where you get your uh, license is 12. Yes. And so I had turned 12 the beginning of April. And our turkey season is towards the end of April. Okay. So my parents' deal was if I um, kept my grades up, I could take a day off of school to go turkey hunting. Very so nice. So I did that, and my dad took me up to our friend's cabin, and, um, you know, we went out the night before and did some owl hoots and found where they were roosting, and then um, that morning we went out. And just shortly after shooting hours, we had six jakes come up over the hill. And my dad was like, okay, they're in range. You know, you can uh, pick one. And then when you're ready, just slowly pull the trigger. So I was just shaking. I was so excited and nervous. And, <laughs> and then uh, so I started to squeeze a little bit. And I had to let off because my nerves were just getting to me. But then I finally did it and got my first turkey and uh because I had taken the day off school and it was so early in the day still, uh, they were, school was just starting. So I was like, can we go show my friend? <laughs> so, so we took my turkey to school. That <laughs> is, to see that's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then as life went on, um, when I was a teenager, I kind of, slowed down with hunting a little bit as friends became my focus. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, but then uh, as I got older, we kind of got back into it. And so here we are today with our own kids trying to get them into it too. So I love it. That's, I mean, it's, I didn't start that young, but man, that turkey story, I, the turkey has, is very elusive to me. I have not, last year was the first year that, um, that I dabbled in turkey hunting and it was like when it wasn't turkey season, they were everywhere. And then as soon as turkey season opened up, they were nowhere to be found. Um, They do know all of them right now. There are deer everywhere, everywhere. Right. As soon as it ended, as, as deer season ended, they are all back out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, you tell that story and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this year is my year for Turkey, but I hope you get one too. It's it's so fun. (laughs) They're not, they are not the easiest prey. They're not amazing eyes and Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about it, but just hearing Mm -hmm. kind of your background, you really have grown up in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's been awesome. Uh, My grandparents lived on a lake, and my dad helped build their uh, house. So um, 
while they were building that, we would just go and play out in their woods and go fishing and all that too. So that was a lot of fun. Did your mom um, also hunt? Um, She did not. um, When I was growing up, she always kind of took the time when we were hunting to like clean the house while nobody was home. Yes. (laughs) Uh, She's not, she's not big on uh, the outdoors. She doesn't like the bugs and humidity and that kind of thing, but she has turkey hunted uh, and she's gotten two toms. So it's pretty awesome. I think that is pretty awesome. I major kudos to that. Um, you know, it isn't for everybody, but I, I love that, that she got in there and, um, she could, if she wanted to. Um, and that's a, that's a big thing. There's, there are a lot of people out there that won't even just go and sit and be a part of it. So, yeah, um, it can be intimidating. I think for some people, uh, or yeah, it's just not for everybody either. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Well, okay. So now your life, Mm -hmm. you guys live a very minimalistic life, a very, um, so g- explain to us a little bit. I know just a little bit of your backstory, but go ahead and tell yeah. everybody just kind of um, how you got where you are today. Yeah. So it started about a year ago. Um, our lease on our apartment was about to be up and they were going to up our rent by an additional like $400 a month. We were like, no, there's got to be a better way. we had been working on building our credit to buy a house. And we were really close to being able to do that. So we uh, were thinking about our options. We're like, you know what? We love the outdoors. We camp all the time. Um, Why don't we uh, get a big tent and go camp while we continue to look for houses? (laughs) So we sold most of our things, put the rest in storage, and we got a really big tent. It was like 25 foot by 8 foot, I think, and it had separate rooms everything we took like our we had our tv in there we had a mini fridge and a microwave our king-size bed that the whole we all slept together Uh and um then the housing market was really just bad like you'd inquire about a house and six hours later it's sold (laughs) um so we're like you know i guess it's probably not a good time to buy a house right now and we were loving our camp life we we were at a campground that had um you know showers and uh, washer and dryer so we still had all that too um yeah we were loving it so we decided to get a travel trailer and um just continue living that and um, just keep saving up for a down payment and prepare like that for a house. So um, yeah, we've been doing that almost a year now, but our camper, um, it's not very, um, you know, insulated for winter and winter in Michigan can get pretty cold. That's true. So we, um, we found a campground that has cottages that they rent out in the summer and uh during the winter they rent them by the month um just at a discounted rate right so we decided to do that over the winter so we could um you know make sure we stayed warm (laughs) that's pretty ingenious i mean just you guys had a goal you have a focus and you get to kind of combine the things that you love in order to do yeah what you want to do i love that i love that yeah and having yeah, kids at that age, it kind of, I think that some people think, oh, that would be so difficult. But honestly, mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit easier it is. with them being yeah. younger. The hardest part is the clothing storage mm-hmm. because you can, you know, we, um, we got rid of most of the toys. Uh, we, each kid has like a 12 by 12 cube box and they honestly still don't even play with toys all that much right <laughs> they're mostly playing outside running around and having fun with their friends because there are actually quite a few people who are switching to this life because you can uh, get caught up on your debts or um, it's just really freeing to not be held down by um your possessions right so right yeah well okay so you're a trapper as well. Yes. Yes. We uh, just started that this year. 
Man. And so, uh, yeah. That, it's been a lot of fun. Now, where are you able to trap? Is there public land or is this on private property or? Yeah. Um, we have public land really close to where our cottage is mm-hmm. uh, that we're spending the winter at. Um, it's only uh, two and a half miles. And then we're it's like 55,000 acres, I believe. It's like the largest state game area. That's in amazing. Michigan. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're yeah, able to we, just use, utilize that area. Yeah. Yep. And we love to use public land whenever possible um, because we really think it's important to put a value on that so we can save those resources. I would so. agree. Tell me some of the lessons that you've learned this year trapping. Yeah. Um, it's really been a big learning curve um, because, like I said, it's our first year. Um, So we've all decided to learn as a family and include the kids in learning with that, too. Mm -hmm. So we all uh, sit down and watched a bunch of YouTube videos and uh, just, you know, you start. We decided to start with raccoons because they're everywhere. (laughs) So we just, you you know, looked up on YouTube how to trap raccoons. (laughs) And then they showed you know, the different kind of traps uh, that you can use and the different baits of how, uh, how to set them, where to put them. And we went out and tried it. And, you know, we didn't have luck for the first few days. And we're like, oh, well, maybe we're just doing this wrong. Then on our third day, we walked up and had our first raccoon. We're like, oh, so excited. Um, and it was really exciting for the kids too. you know, to see uh, the animals up close. Uh, the dispatching them is that's the harder part because yeah. you're much more up close and personal. Right. Um, but you know, you just try to make it as quick as you can and painless for them. So. We um so like I said, we I don't trap. I have friends that do. Um, it, but I it's it's a little bit foreign to me. Um, just because we have never done it before. Not that I have anything against it or anything. Like, don't hear me say that. It's it's yeah. more just that I'm curious about it and the benefits from it. And um, I don't know what have outside of lessons of, you know, up close and personal with the animals and that and such, what have you been able to benefit from the pelts, the, like, how has it been beneficial to your family? Yeah. Um, we often get asked like, Oh, are you selling the pelts? And we decided not to, at least for our first few years, we really want to um, try to utilize them ourselves. So, um, we skinned and fleshed them and we're researching uh, now how to tan them. Yes. And then um, we're going to make things like uh, hand muffs because um, setting the traps, we found it kind of a pain to take gloves on and off, especially for the kids um, because they like to bait the traps. So we were like, you know, hand muffs would be really great. And then when we're hiking out, we have a warm place for our hands, but then we can, you know, keep them free from gloves and to quickly, you know, set our traps and move on. So that's one thing we plan to make. We want to try to make uh, blankets and vests and hats and just as much as we can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just utilizing what you have. And I think that people need to understand that, you know, hunters and trappers, we and I see it more with trappers. You don't waste like there's no waste. No. No, you try to utilize as much as possible because it's um, you're doing it for a reason. And it's there's like you said, there's a lot of learning. And that also comes with hunting and trapping. There's it's always changing. It's always evolving. And so you never get bored. Um, Yeah. But you're also utilizing everything. Yeah. 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 I'm also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Ah, you go ahead. Also. Yeah. I'm also um, cleaning some of their uh, skulls. I plan to bleach them and then do uh, beadwork on those. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. (laughs) We watched a documentary. um, I don't know. It might have been a week or two ago. um, Trapper Jake. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I haven't. No. It's on Amazon um, right now. But it is... Um, 
I mean, it's about this man who I think they said he had been trapping for 90 something years. Like he, uh, he knew how to trap anything. Um, and it was neat to see him go through that process of, um, I don't know, citing out where to put the traps, um, Mm -hmm. knowing what to use. And it was all just, it was like second nature to him by the time they were doing this documentary. Um, but seeing his heart and how straightforward he was completely straightforward, um, it was, it was a pretty cool documentary to watch and to get kind of into the, the head of a trapper who's been doing it in his entire life and truly making a living off of. Yeah, some people can. The fur market is a little rough right now, but yeah, yeah there are people who uh, do make a living off of it. Yeah, it was yeah. a really, if you get a chance to watch it, I think that you would um, yeah. find inspiration um, and a, a huge yeah, amount of respect yeah. for this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think one thing I really loved about trapping too is um, you really learn a lot about the animals that you're Mm -hmm. targeting um, because you have to get them to step in a four inch circle, you know, how do you get a wild animal to step in a four inch circle? (laughs) That's, it's really challenging and you have to learn a lot about uh, each different animal. Mm -hmm. The paths they take, what they're going to walk through, what they won't walk through, creating that pathway um, that we kind of draw them in. It's just, it's kind of neat to, to see that unfold. Um, Mm -hmm. I was glad that we sat down and watched it. I don't think that we'd let the kids watch it just quite yet because of some of the language. Um, uh, But it was, um, it kind of opened my eyes to, and to that lifestyle and to the mm-hmm. respect he had for animals. Um, yeah. And just like you said, learning all about them. I think that that would make you a better hunter. Um, yes, I agree. For sure, to learn just their habits and their habitat and, um, and like yeah. you said, just how they move. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just even tracking, like I would think, I, I personally don't uh deer hunt but if i did and um you know needed to track an animal i feel like trapping would really help with that yes you really learn a lot about how the animals move and where they're going and uh, things like that i would agree i definitely would agree i think it just makes you more aware of um of your surroundings um Mm -hmm. it makes you more aware of I don't know, just the, you take in the moments a little bit more, um, with hunting. Like there's, I think I got, I was kindly, um, encouraged and reminded that when I'm out scouting, when I'm out looking, when I'm out doing things like that, that that's still hunting. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need to call that something else. I don't, it's still hunting. And so I think that, um, you know, there's always something to do year round, whether you're hunting mm-hmm. or trapping or or whatever you're doing in the outdoors. There's always something yeah. to apply. Um, and so it's just it's it's great to keep learning. It's great to kind of bring it full circle. It's great to open up your horizons to learning different things um, along the way. And I just it, seeing your story and watching you on Instagram, it has been awesome to see not only how you have been learning, but how you've been applying it to teaching your kids and opening up their world to the outdoors. Um, it's been, it's been very encouraging to me as a mom. Um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Fully welcome. But tell me how, how, what are some of their responses? Um, what are some of the things that you've learned or that you've watched, uh, open their eyes a little bit more. Yeah, uh, they really love it. I was really nervous, especially with the trapping, um, but they have just really learned so much. You know, we all look for tracks. Even my three-year-old, he'll, um, you know, spot tracks or we're driving and he'll yell, there's geese. And mm-hmm. you know, they always just are really keen on spotting animals and uh, 
finding the little things like the little tracks and feathers and tufts of fur and uh, things like that. So it's been really cool to watch them become uh, really in tune with that. Um, my son, he rides on my back because his little legs can't quite keep up. We yeah. like to squirrel, <laughs> squirrel hunt as well. And so we do a lot of walking with that. So he goes on my back with the earmuffs on for some ear protection because I use a shotgun for squirrel hunting. Right. So. Um, but yeah, and he just loves that too. He gets so excited and our, our daughter does as well. She's getting closer to the age where she could um, shoot herself. Not, you know, she she could uh, <laughs> not shoot herself, but yeah, you know, yeah, get her yeah, own yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And, um, and she's a little apprehensive. So we're just letting her, you know, kind of ease into it as much as she wants. We don't want to push her too hard if, nope. if it's not her thing or if she just likes to come along but doesn't want to be the shooter, you know. Uh, we want to just really let them go at their own pace um, so they can take as much from it as they want. I think that's key. We this year was the first year that our kids, you know, went through hunter safety. Um, yeah. You can do it as long as you turn 10 by the time. Mm-hmm. Um by the time hunting season came around. So um, actually nine, because my son was nine when he when he took his first deer this year. But it's oh. it's interesting to see, like I would say this was the first year that they were in a position where they could actually harvest something. But I feel like oh, yeah. they've been yeah. hunting longer than that because yeah. they've been involved and they've been... Mm-hmm you know, in the, in the process of scouting and looking for tracks, like you've said, and signs, um, we, we've taken them squirrel hunting this year. And it's again, going back to those turkeys and deer, they know. They do. They really do. They know all year long, the deer hunting, the squirrels were all in my face. And then (laughs) as soon as we're hunting squirrels, we can't find anything. <laughs> oh, that's always how it goes. It really um, is, and it kind it keeps you coming back for more because it's uh, I don't know it it you're drawn to the fact that it's not easy. It's, it's not um, given over to you. It's not mm-hmm. like we go out and just shoot something every time. And so, no. um, but yeah, like you said kind of guiding them into it not in a pushy way is the important part yes definitely because if you push too hard i think you're really um gonna turn them off to it more than anything i agree i definitely agree agree. um i think that if you push somebody you are more likely to have them regret um Mm -hmm. their decision versus be overjoyed at how far they've come. Yes. Yep. I definitely agree. And observation is so important to the learning process. So mm-hmm. uh, my daughter was not ready to to pull a trigger this year and it was perfectly no. fine. But Dad Gummit, yeah. she learned a lot this year. Um oh, I'm- just watching, but also she learned how to be joyful for somebody else when that that time Time. comes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and I think like I've, I've talked about this before, but one major thing for my family in being in the outdoors is it takes us out and away from distractions Mm -hmm. and we're able to kind of bond in together as a family or as just a parent and a child that we mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily have in a regular day-to-day um, yeah. schedule because the schedule is, yeah. I mean, I've got preteens and it is, con- we're constantly going. Uh-huh. So to yeah. be able to take five or six hours um, a couple times in the fall and a couple times in the yeah. spring and throughout the whole year those are times that I can't, I could never get back. It's, um, I treasure those times for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure they will too. Cause even looking back, you know, uh, growing up myself, 
those memories with my dad, they're just, you know, something I, I'll love forever, you know, and I bet your kids and hopefully mine too will feel the same way. Yep. I think it also opens their minds a little bit more to people who are different from them. Um, Mm -hmm. My daughter has, I guess it has been a little bit more this year than ever before because she has been taking leftovers to school. Um, Oh, yeah. And so she's had a lot of conversations that have opened up about what we cook at home. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And some of those conversations have not been easy. They have not felt Mm -hmm. good. And Mm -hmm. I think that it has definitely opened her mind in a way that creates a compassion for others um, Mm -hmm. and an openness um, to hear people out and to hear their side Mm -hmm. of it. And even if you don't agree, uh, respecting them for who they are. Um, I think that is one of the lessons that we don't really talk a whole lot about when mentoring young people into the sport, Mm -hmm. um, because I think it automatically happens, um, and we don't give it enough credit for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good point to come across. I think we've had that conversation more in the past couple of weeks than we have in the past few years. And so it's Mm -hmm. been fresh on my mind and fresh on her mind. And I think that it's just, I don't know. I think that we don't need to undersell that at all. I think that we need to make sure that people know that it creates not a closed mind, but an open mind in respecting each other. Yeah, I agree. It's been really cool to watch with my daughter, too. She's eight, so she's a little younger. But Mm -hmm. uh, like people uh, at our campground, we meet a lot of different people and it's it's a lot of fun. But, um, you know, they'll see us outside, like getting our decoys ready or things like that. So then, you know, dialogue about hunting comes up. And my daughter is very social. She just will chat anybody's ear off. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, you know, people ask and she'll jump right in and tell them, oh, you know, we hunt, uh, you know, the ducks so we can eat them. And we trap raccoons because, you know, they eat the eggs of ducks and turkeys. And so we want to make sure that ducks and turkeys have, uh, you know, plenty of babies. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she understands, you know, the dy- dynamics of, um, why we do it. And she's able to share that with other people, uh, which I just love about her. And learning how to do that kindly. Um, yes. Yep. And I think that it can definitely come out a little bit easier from kids' mouths um, yep. because it's pure and there's no, um, there's no harshness to it or, or meanness. It's just kind of matter of fact. And I I think that that's a great way to look at it. I think it's a great way to um, open conversations. Um, And you probably understand growing up in it um, and having those conversations yourself um, that it's just, it, you're passing that on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And that, I think that goes back to, you know, generations passing things down, um, whether it's stories or uh, ethics or um, just the things that we live by as hunters and outdoorsmen, that it, it kind of, it's a pretty cool thing to be able to pass down something that was passed down to you. Yes, it definitely is. Uh, that's, we, I didn't have that, but I am now passing mm-hmm. it on and there's a sense of pride in it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a sense of nostalgia, hopefully one day when, mm-hmm. when my kids can pass it down. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see if we hit the teenage years and it slows down a little for them or if they continue uh-huh. on with it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Um, yeah, because like I said, growing up, I always did it, and I, I never, you know, stopped being for it. And I went occasionally um, through high school and stuff, but um, yeah, I did slow down for a while. So it'll be interesting to see how you know both <laughs> our kids do that because some some don't come, some keep going. You know, it's true. 
It's true. Okay, so this year was my first year in waterfowl. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, it is a lot of fun, isn't it? (laughs) It really is. The um, I encourage you to try deer hunting because I love deer hunting as well. Um, But it's the social aspect of duck hunting. Um, It feeds a different side of me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love the social part of it, too. You know, you, there, you have to be still and quiet at times, but, you know, you get to just talk with whoever you're with, and I, I love that part of it, too. Yeah. It was uh, it was an interesting season just going from ducks to geese. Um, oh, yeah. And the differences in how you handle – I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference, but there is mm-hmm. – um, just in sound and uh, in the conservation side of it, the rules, the making yeah, sure you yeah. can identify is there is a yes. whole like my world opened up on wings <laughs> and shapes and mm-hmm. uh, shadows and colors and all of that just to make sure that I was staying within the legal parameters yep. of waterfowl hunting. <laughs> Yes, that is definitely the hardest part. Um, my husband, he was raised hunting, but uh, he hadn't really waterfowl hunted before. So I kind of got him into that. And uh, that's, you know, been something he really focused when he first started was, you know, learning. Um, yeah, like you said, the different wing beats and shapes and how uh, the different species act and fly and all that. So that's, it seems like a lot to take on, but um you know, as you do it more, it becomes like second nature, you know? Yep. And there's only so much you can learn, you know, off from the books yeah. and off the internet mm-hmm. and, and all of that until you actually apply yeah. it. Um, yeah. That's what I've noticed that exactly. I, I could study all I could and then get out there and be like, wait, hold on. There's fog. There's fog. Wait, hold on. There's a shadow. The sun is hitting that. I'm not quite sure. Um, But it was fun. It was really um, eye-opening to a different side of hunting. And I think that encouraged Mm -hmm. me to keep trying new things just because Mm -hmm. I love learning and I love hunting. And to combine the both is is like the perfect storm. I love it. I agree. Um, yeah, we, I had my first pheasant hunt, uh, earlier in February and I felt like a beginner all over again because it was something I had never done. And it was actually with a group of women. And so that was really fun because I had never hunted with another woman before until then. Um, so, well, actually I take that back this fall, we introduced, um, one of our friends to hunting and she came duck hunting with us a couple of times. So, but, um, other than that, that was my first, uh, like all women's hunt and it was just a lot of fun, but I found myself having those like nervous butterflies going before it. Yes. It was just awesome to learn something new and, um, especially that community with the women that was, I love that. So yeah, this was my first year hunting with another woman. Um, I mean, I'm going on six years hunting and it, for this to be my first year, I, and then for you to grow up hunting and this to be your first year, it's, uh, I love that it's opening up to that. I love that Mm -hmm. the community is opening up so that we can find more women that, um, that join, um, yeah. The group, I don't, there's a different mm-hmm. dynamic to it. I've hunted with both men and women on group mm-hmm. hunts and, um, and there is a different dynamic, but yep. the bottom line of it is we're all there for the same reason. Exactly. Yeah. I yep. think there's a little bit of freedom with an all female group just because, mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily have to be on my guard or, um, I don't know. I can relate a little bit more, um, yeah. to women. We can talk about the same kind of things and, mm-hmm. um, but 
truly the men that I've hunted with as well, it has been a joy to hunt alongside of them, most of them. Um, And so I don't necessarily, I think the negatives that I would have ever received are far outweighed by the positives of hunting with either. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, The outdoors community as a whole is just really great. Um, I feel like everybody's just really welcoming, um, you know, and excited to see people uh, trying, you know, the things that they love. Um, Like the person who took us pheasant hunting, you know, it was exciting for them to, you know, get these new people and see uh, people excited about what excites them. I think that's just a really cool way to connect just as a whole. So. I think we all remember that we have been new at some point and since stepping into different types of hunting, you are reminded constantly that you are not a pro at any of this. (laughs) Those humbling lessons of um, reminders that you do not know everything. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that helps with that excitement of teaching somebody else because We've all been there. Um, Mm -hmm. We can't discredit or discount or um, or hold anything against somebody just because they're new, because we're we're constantly put into that position. So it's a constant sense of encouragement and um, and joy for somebody else coming into it. Yes. It's fun for our kids to be those people, but it's also fun to have an adult come alongside who's new um, and see their expression. Um, Like you said, the butterflies coming into it, the uh, um, and then the sense of calm. I don't know. There's just there's just a lot of really cool things that come with hunting that you don't normally get other places. No. No. Yeah, like I said, we have um, our friend who we took uh, duck hunting with us the first time, and uh, we're actually preparing her for turkey season too. Um, we're gonna men- my husband and I both are kind of uh, helping her learn the ropes, so we're gonna hopefully help get help her get on her first turkey. So yes, we're really excited for that. I love that. I love that. I was I was on a face group a Facebook group today and I'm not on Facebook all that often. That's probably yeah. one of the places of social media that it just drives me nuts. Um, yeah. it can serve it's easy a, to get man, <laughs> to yes. <laughs> yes. But um, one of the questions that was proposed was how do we get younger people involved in hunting? And I started mm-hmm. searching through the comments of it because I was interested in what people were saying. And unfortunately, some of the comments were, we'll just have them put the remote down or put the gaming control down. And I was like, well, if anybody were to read your comments, they would be, I think that they would be torn away from it. They would say, "Mm, I don't know if this is the community for me because of the negativity that came from it. I think that some people were saying, um, you know, we need to make hunter safety a little easier for people, um, for the younger generation. And I don't know, my response was twofold. Um, here in Tennessee, I think that TWRA does a great job on our hunter safety, um, Mm -hmm classes, you can take them online and then only go to one class on a Saturday where you get everything um, that you need from that class and the test and everything. Or you can go to multiple classes in a week and and have in-class lessons throughout the week. So I think that I don't think that that's necessarily a negative. I think that they're doing all that they can. Um, I don't think they need to shortchange anything on safety. And so I think that's important. But I think the other thing is actually just getting out there and mentoring. Um, Yes. And I love that you said, you know, you brought somebody out duck hunting. Mm -hmm. But now you're also continuing on with turkey. And that's what. So I talked to Cindy a couple weeks ago 
And Mm -hmm. one of the things that she said was to mentor isn't just a one-time thing. No, it is not not just a two-time thing. It is a constant Mm -hmm. relationship of, Mm -hmm. of learning, teaching, passing it on, but also being there for questions. Um, starting at the basis, starting with fishing, going to small game like squirrels, um, and then moving up to maybe deer, turkey, like things that are a little bit more difficult. And so, um, I don't know. I think that we just have to remember that it's not a one and done. Yay. I mentored one person one day. (laughs) Right. There's so much more that goes into it too, than just a a one-time hunt you know for someone to really um, become a new hunter they need to know how to scout how to call how to um you know handle the uh, adrenaline that comes with taking the shot you want to make a clean and ethical uh hill and so that's you know something that you can't teach and just Mm -hmm. one time taking somebody out Agree. And taking it on to into processing. How do you cook it? How do you yeah. utilize yeah. as much as you can? And yeah, you can't teach that in one day. Um, no, no. In fact, I think that if you are out there mentoring a one day type mentorship, um, you actually might lose that person out of our community if there's mm-hmm. no follow through. Um, yeah, because it can become very overwhelming for them. Oh, just walking into a sporting goods store can be overwhelming, yeah. let alone walking into the woods by yourself. Um, exactly. So I, I don't know. I it, it was disheartening to see some of the comments on there, but I think it was also mm-hmm. encouraging to see some people on there responding well. Um, yeah. And I hope that we can continue to show people that. Um that taking this further into um, into our community and building our numbers, like they're saying we should do, it's mm-hmm. going to call for action. It's going to call for you to, um, to maybe let your hunting not be mm-hmm. the sole um, goal of the year. That exactly. setting aside time for you to put your gun or bow down and mm-hmm. walk alongside somebody else is... Yes. Important. And that was something uh, that got brought up uh, this year, too. I We had someone um, mention to me, it was kind of, it was a really negative interaction with someone I thought was a friend, and she was a hunter, so that was unfortunate. She had mentioned how, you know, we were posting family pictures with just one duck and how we're not having, you know, big piles, and so I have a lot to learn about hunting. And I was like, you know what? It's not about coming home with those huge piles for us we're taking our kids along and giving them the experience and that to me is more important than coming home with a limit yes <laughs> you know yes I mean? well and you can't the amount of wild game that you can take in tennessee it far exceeds the amount of wild game you can consume in a year <laughs> yes and yep. if you hit all the limits then you are taking more than you should. Um, And so, and again, I have hunted with my kids this year and it is not easy. And the lessons far, like you say, far exceed the numbers that you see in a picture of what you've Mm -hmm. harvested. Um, That the ability to sit in the woods with two kids who are chatty Mm -hmm. and for them (laughs) to learn that a doe blows at you because you are completely seen and outed is a lesson that I can't teach them in a book or at home or anything like that. And we did not get a deer that day, but dadgummit, they learned (laughs) they aren't quiet. (laughs) She is going to tell them that that they were found. Um, Yeah. And, and that, that lesson you can't learn without being in that circumstance. Um, no, you can't. And as frustrating as those moments can be walking kids through it, um, they're important. 
Yes. Yeah. Very important. But yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean, hard. We even have days, yeah, we even have days where we, you know, we come home with nothing. Yeah. Um, one of our spots we duck hunt at, um, you, we have to kind of wade and stand in the water. So we bring a pop-up blind and put that on the solid ground. And we uh, have our kids in there and it's like 20 yards behind us. Right. Um, and, you know, my son is three. So sometimes he... You know, he just gets, he's over it. He wants, it's only been a half hour and he's done. And so, you know what? We pack up and we go home because we want to keep it positive for oh, them. Yeah. So, you know, even if it's a short hunt and we come home with nothing, it's still, he still learned something and so did we. Yep. So. Yep. I think I've learned more lessons this year hunting alongside of my children than they might have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a um, lot about patience. Um, yes. A lot about uh, the, like you said, not needing to fill that tag um, mm-hmm. because it is in that moment. It was not about me. It was about them. Yeah. Um, yep. Exactly. Man, though, but to be discouraged by another hunter um, because of a number—that's frustrating. Um, it is. We're, you know, we really should support each other. Um, we we have enough <laughs> coming at us from you know people who are against it that you know we don't need more division from within. No, I agree, um, and I think that that I don't know. It's a reminder to us to to constantly like not look at oh well you didn't get anything this year. It, mm-hmm. Instead of saying that, say hey, what are some of the things that you took away from this year? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. What you know, if, if you didn't fill a tag, if you didn't, um, you know, fill your goals for the year, what, what did you fill? What, what has come from this year? Because I can tell you this year, I think we grew more, not just as a family, but individually, we grew more than we have grown in the past five years. Yep. I I agree. The same is true for us. We just have learned so much in um, the past year. It's, it's been awesome. Well, what are your goals for this next year? Yeah. Um, as far as hunting goes, mm-hmm. um, so for turkey hunting, I have gotten three turkeys in my life and they all have been Jake's. <laughs> and so this year I'm really hoping to get a Tom. I'm, I still haven't decided what I'm going to do if a Jake comes in first mm, because, because yeah. we hunt public land and there's a lot of pressure. So you know, it's hard because that could be the only opportunity at true. a turkey. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> and our ultimate goal is to fill the freezer. Yeah. I'm hoping to get a Tom. Um, and then during the summer, we uh, love to do a lot of kayaking. And um, But uh, I used to do a lot of fly fishing with my dad. And I really want to get back into that. So my goal is to also do some more fly fishing. And then for trapping in this fall, we really want to expand on that. Um, like we, like I said, we mostly have done raccoons so far, but we, we've also gotten a few muskrats and uh, a weasel. Um, but we want to learn more and um, try to take care of some coyotes that have been a problem in our area and uh, maybe a fox or so too. So those are kind of target species. But um, another big goal of mine is just to really uh, inspire and encourage more women to uh, get out with their kids. Cause, uh, like you said, um, getting more youth or younger people involved in hunting is going to help our community grow. And I think as mothers, um, sometimes we might feel like oh, our kids are too young. I should just stay home with them. Um, but I just want to encourage moms to know that you can still go out and hunt and expose even young children. Um, my son was two when he first came hunting with us. So you don't have to stay home. You can you can go out and you're going to have to modify, you know, your hunt. They might get cut short or maybe one day you won't go because the weather's too harsh for a young child. But, um, yeah, I just really want to encourage uh, women and families as a whole to get get out with their kids. That's awesome. I I think that, um, I think that question, you answered it perfectly because I think a lot of times that question can be proposed 
like you said, okay, what's your goal? What's, what are your number goals this year? And it's not that at all. It's how, what is your goal for growing this year? Um, what is going to put you a little bit outside of your comfort zone and push Mm -hmm. you? Um, we love, uh, canoeing. My husband loves kayaking. So I'm right there with you on just being able to get out, um, and try new things. Um, just get a hike in, man, you can go hiking with your kids and spot tracks and look for sign and look for deer poop and, um, specify between, you know, is that a dog, a scat or is it coyote? Is it, um, I mean, there are so many things that you can just do on a hike. Um, and, and it opens up the world of, of hunting. It's, you don't have Mm -hmm. to pull a trigger. You don't have to let go of a bow. You don't have to do those kind of things. Um, and honestly, Mm -hmm. encouraging youth and kids in hunting, all it takes is time. Um, exactly. You just have to manage that time and you have to set yeah. it aside. Um, so that's it's it's great to encourage people in that because I think it can be just as intimidating to to adults to mm-hmm. mentor somebody younger or somebody else. Um, yes. You don't have to be perfect. You don't no. have to see something. You don't have to have somebody get something that day. It's it's more no. along the lines of just spending time uh, and taking the time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I almost think it's better if, you, if they don't get something that first day. Just I agree. because it just really helps you learn, like, how important patience is and... Um, perseverance, never giving up. And so those are great lessons where if you get something the first day, that's awesome, but it's (laughs) not normal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It kind of can, yeah, make people feel like, oh, well, then the next time I go out, I'm going to get something. Yeah. (laughs) We were, we were hoping, I think that my son went out hunting. Oh, he probably went out 10 or 12 times this year. And each time we went out, we were like, man, we hope if he sees something, it's not big. If he gets something, yeah. it's not big. Like we don't want <laughs> the perfect. We don't want to set that big expectation so the next no. time it feels like a disappointment, you know? No. So when he got a little, um, a button buck, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> I thought he was so excited. Oh, we were. He was thrilled. We were thrilled. It was um, It was a great day for our family. Um, yeah. Oh, Heather, thank you so much for taking time yeah. to hang out with me today and just talk about our families and our lifestyles. And even though they don't uh, line up perfectly, um, mm-hmm. it is, it's so encouraging to talk to another woman who is so like-minded. Um, yes, I love it. And I, pre- I appreciate that from you. So thank you for taking yeah, the time. Okay. Yeah, how can, is, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's been so fun. I'm so thankful that uh, we were able to chat too. Well, it meant the world to me and tell people how they can follow you on Instagram or wherever they can follow you. Okay. Yeah. So my uh, Instagram handle is Heather Iverson Outdoors Woman. Um, And then on Facebook, I have a page. um, It's the same name, Heather Iverson Outdoors Woman. So you can find me both places. Okay. That sounds good. Well, thank you, Heather. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, go find Heather on Instagram and Facebook under Heather Iverson Outdoors Woman. Uh, You can follow her trapping and hunting and outdoor living with her family on those platforms.